This episode sponsored by Microdose.com. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to Microdose.com. Use the code OPI to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Uh, we got some good mornings coming in off the YouTube. We got uh, Joker MP1. What's up, brother? Vape time, Nightmare says. God, that wake and bake. I uh, Yeah, we've discussed that over the years. I, I was never awake and baker because if I ever did that, I would I I would have to just go back to uh to sleep. I can't I can't handle it, man. Uh let's do it, man. Cheers. First sip of coffee. I wait for you guys. Cheers. That is the best sip of coffee I'm gonna have all day. What's up, Ted Palawada? Hey yo, my job stopped testing for THC, so I finally got to try microdose.com promo code OP. <laughs> That is awesome. I liked uh, the marijuana over the over the drinking in general, but I didn't like I didn't I didn't like getting you know too uh, effed up. And then they figured out that this microdosing, you just get a little touch here and there. It's 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 glorious. And Neil Haddon's on the train. Nice microdose.com promo code Opie. Not that this is an official commercial. And they got they got gummies if you want a little more because man, the whole. That whole world is now just opening wide up. The whole pot thing is so weird because I know I'm not the only old guy here. And we come from a time where, man, pot was pot was a no-no, man. It was, it was uh, you know, the paranoia from just smoking this stuff was one thing. But then the paranoia of getting caught, getting thrown in the slammer was unbelievable and now to see people just openly smoking pots on the uh, uh, pot excuse me on the streets in New York City it's it's so it, it's just so strange to me I remember my grandma would talk about all the stuff she, uh, she didn't have when she was growing up and I, I my mind was blown because I was thinking wow you live long enough you really do get to see a lot of changes and and in her case I don't even think they had refrigerators yet I think they were still using a huge block of ice in a box or something. She definitely didn't have TV. The electricity was iffy. The uh, the cars were competing with horse and carriages. I mean, she was born in 1910, so I think I'm I think I'm about right on that. And I I remember thinking I I, I just can't wrap my head uh, around, you know, uh, living a life and seeing so much changes and here we are, man. Cars driving themselves. I can just turn on a device and some dude in England is taking a break from his job so he can watch this. There's somebody in Australia. Now people are just smoking pot openly all over New York City. It's 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 nuts. And I was discussing it with my daughter a little bit because when I take them to school, you can just smell marijuana. Yeah, pretty much every time you leave, you, you leave the building, you could smell marijuana. And I was trying to have a conversation with her. But then in my own head, I was like, this is so weird that I'm talking about this with my uh, daughter. Like, it's a normal thing. And then, 
You know, I try to give him a little life lesson every day on the way to uh, school if you need to know. I started getting into the discussion how ridiculous it was that marijuana was so illegal for so long and uh, and alcohol was it. And the, and the discussion I had really quick was like, marijuana was always safer than alcohol, always. And, and that, that was insane that they... They arrested people and threw them into into jail for a very long time over marijuana. And now, what about those guys in prison that are pretty much doing life sentences? And they they probably look out their cell and they just see everyone now smoking pot on the streets. They must be out of their minds. Like, give me a break. Do you drink much alcohol nowadays, Oh, Or is it more microdosing THC? I don't, I don't do either thing a lot. I'll go to my get parts, have a couple beers every once in a while. Matter of fact, uh, Matt wrote me yesterday, the city, uh, the fucking city. And I, I guarantee it's the it's the locals, but he has to take his container away for the people that have uh, joined me at Get Parts. So Matt, you know, because of COVID, they, they were opening up all the outdoor spaces. And Matt, um, Matt got a giant shipping container, basically. And he had a redesign. He, he cut out windows and he and he has like crazy electricity and heat. And it's right across the sidewalk in the street, right in front of Get Parts. And it's such a cool hang. And then outside that part, uh, outside the container, he's got giant um, like beer barrels that we either sit on or put our beers on. And we, uh, you know, we people watch. It's just a, it's just a great, great hang. And um I guarantee it's the it's the locals that have been here forever. They probably started complaining. Anyway, long story short, the city is basically telling Matt he's got to get rid of his container. So I think they're slowly but surely starting to shut down um, uh, outdoor dining here in New York City, which is, which is too bad because it brought such a cool vibe to the city. Uh, look, COVID was a nightmare for a lot of us. But the, the but some cool things came out of it, and, and one of them was the outdoor dining in New York City. Um, it was very very festive. It was very very social. Um, it, it just uh, brought these neighborhoods uh, back to life. You could just walk down the sidewalk, and there's just people having dinner or having drinks, and it, it was just such a nice vibe. And now, of course, the city, probably because they got enough of their money out of it, they're like, uh, it looks like they're starting to shut it down slowly, but uh, but surely, which which is just too bad. It's just too bad. And then, and then uh, the other thing that came from COVID is uh, there's a bunch of you, I'm sure you're watching right now, you're not working five days a week or, or you're spending more time at home instead of like uh, doing that horrible commute to an office somewhere. So that's good. But, that, that, but now... The articles I'm reading on that, a lot of these companies are demanding that their workers come back to the office. God, why do we? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why can't we push push forward in society and make it easier for everybody? I mean, the, I, I know a lot of people that own businesses, and they're like, "Look, my workers are happier working from home, and when they have to come in, they come in. They're happier. They're working hard, and they know if." Uh, if their work kind of like drops, then I'm just going to get rid of them. But why would you insist and force your people to go back to the office? It, it, it's working. Just leave it alone. We need uh, legal weed in Ohio. Everyone I know goes to, to Michigan. 
Really? So you're not like us? Like for the last couple of years, um, even though it wasn't legal yet in New York City, people were just doing it. This has been a theme lately on my on my live streams, but we had we had um, shops all over the city that were just openly selling like giant buds in in cookie jars. So when they made it legal or the first legal pot shop or whatever you want to call it opened up in New York a couple of weeks ago, people are like, what's the big deal? There's a there's a million of these joints already. So that's weird that Ohio doesn't have that going on, that you actually have to go to another uh, another state. Pot should be legal in every uh, state in America, and abortion should be, should be legal, bitches. Let the women decide what they want to do with their damn bodies. Not a fan of the abortion itself, but I'm a fan of uh, women being able to choose what to do with their damn bodies. And that's a big thing, I guess, going on down in uh, in Washington right now, huh? With that George Santos walking around like a creep. I'm a creep. How was he elected? I mean, it's one thing that he lied to everybody. It's one thing that the media didn't pick up on his lies. But what about, what about the people? They didn't pick up on the fact that this guy's a creep. I'm a creep. He is so creepy. I'll just say he could easily play. I think that's the way around this. He could easily play a serial killer. He is so creepy. And he loves the attention. And down there in Washington, he knows if he hangs near uh, Matt Gates or that, or that broad that kind of looks like a cavewoman, that he'll be on camera a lot. He's not stupid. He's trying to get as much attention as possible. I don't even care if they they yank him out of Congress because they're all just crap down there. I tweeted yesterday that George Santos is um, is cat poo in a sea of dog poo. I work 12 hour shifts, three days on, three days off. So sometimes I get the entire weekend off work for me. Yeah, I think a lot of people would work 12 hour days. Not not every day, obviously, but you would throw in a 12 hour day, maybe a couple times a week to get a, get an extra actual day off, right? Hell yes, leave us alone to decide. There's Leslie Larson. To see just old white guys deciding what women should do with their bodies, that's just ridiculous. I know this is not how government works, but at the very least, how about you get a whole bunch of older women down there in Washington and then they decide. I, I know that's because someone's going to call me out on that. But at the very least, to see old white guys uh, telling women what to do, is that, that has always drove me nuts. I guarantee there's a bunch of these asshole Republicans that are pushing for this, that they got, they got women in their lives that are like, you're, you're a jerk. You're a jerk for doing this. I have to, though, because the whole party's for this, and I have to, you know, I have to stick with the party. My what I think individually doesn't matter anymore because I'm a congressman, I'm a senator. Anywho, logic in government. The only logic they know is the effort to keep us fighting each other. So we don't realize they do nothing but spend our money, money, money. I love you, Chris Bennett. Never met you, I don't think, but I love you. That's what I believe wholeheartedly. Now the latest is like Biden and his documents. And look, if you're if you're looking at Trump and his documents. 
You got to look at Biden and his documents. I know the circumstances are different between the two. I understand that. I understand the basics of pretty much every story out there right now. So I think you got to kind of see what the hell's going on with Biden and his documents as well. But with that said, now we're going to be yelling and screaming about documents as our taxes keep going up and our infrastructure continues to rot, as our health care doesn't move forward. And we'll just babble. We'll be on our Facebook. What about Biden? You went after Trump. What about Biden now? <laughs> oh, my God. So we're just fighting with each other and they sit down in Washington and they just sit there and they laugh. They're like, they're buying into this. The American people are buying into this. We don't have to vote on shit. All we have to do is get in front of a camera and yell and scream about documents. Did he get the memo? Oh, I got the memo. Here's our talking points. We're just going to yell about Biden and his documents. What about ism? Right. Opie, in the clip of Johnny Knoxville, where were you fighting with Jimmy about him not being in before? James William. I saw that clip and I tried to take a passeroo on it. Working with Jim Norton, uh, especially without Anthony, was a complete nightmare. He didn't want to be there, but he wanted the paycheck from SiriusXM. Uh, there's a clip going around where Jimmy's just the, – the, the piss is just in the air. Florentine is uncomfortable. I don't know where this guy got the clip, but it's making the rounds. And it was right before Johnny Knoxville came in and, and Jimmy's just, just seething. And there were days maybe Jimmy had uh, a good reason to seethe. Sure, I'll take a little responsibility. But the point is, Jimmy was seething all the time. I literally have no idea why he was seething that day. That day. And I wasn't perfect. And there were certainly times Jimmy was mad at me. And if he was mad at someone, he he pretty much wanted to he wanted to burn the whole thing down. He didn't give a crap about the show anymore, which is which is like one of the things you learn in broadcasting uh, from a very early age. Program directors all over this country, when radio was really important, they would they would sit you down and they would say, "Look, whatever's going on in your life right now, leave it at the studio door." Leave it at the studio door. Uh, I don't I don't agree with that fully because I think some of the stuff that is like, you know, bothering you could make for good radio, especially because I think a lot of people could relate to it. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the times when Jimmy was seething, he didn't want to he didn't want it on the air. And then he would get even madder if it was brought up on the air. So I, I to answer your question, it was Johnny Knoxville coming in, I think, for the first time. But Jimmy was like, no, no. But he wasn't mad at that. He was mad about something that happened, obviously, before, um, before we called Johnny Knoxville into the studio to do some radio. I hated doing uh, radio with Jimmy after Anthony left. Me and Anthony were uh, in full fight mode. Jimmy was on Anthony's side. And I had to just sit there with this guy that I knew didn't respect me or want to work with me, but wanted the big paycheck from uh, Sirius and wanted the exposure that uh, the radio show still had for his uh, for his comedy gigs. He should have left with Anthony. Those those two guys were the ones that were getting along. I, I was third man out, but you can't play it both ways. You can't. 
not want to be there, but accept the gig to continue. <laughs> you just can't. Hope he's actually correct for for once, Sir Duncan. How dare you? If Jimmy left to join Compound, they would make a great show, and Opie would have more time to find new people that he had chemistry with. Well, that's exactly what ended up happening. I never had chemistry with Jim Norton, never. I mean, we pulled it off from time to time, certainly. But I had chemistry with pretty much every person that came in there, and then the guy that's there on a regular basis, I didn't have chemistry with. And then he, and then the, and then he has chemistry with Anthony, but chooses not to do anything with Anthony. He does the bare minimum. To keep the fans at bay. The bare minimum. That means every once in a while he'll appear on Anthony's show. Or he'll tell uh, Anthony, why don't you come on my dumb character podcast. But he, he was never brave enough to take the giant leap and work with Anthony, Anthony full time. And look, here, here's the reality. They would have had a great show. They absolutely would have had a great show together. They uh, they have very good chemistry. This episode sponsored by Microdose.com. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to Microdose.com. Use the code Opie to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. A lot of people wondering, hey, Ope, are you still microdosing? And my answer is, hell yeah. Now, microdosing, the concept of microdosing is commonly associated with psychedelics, wellness, performance enhancement, and creativity. The number one reason why I'm microdosing, by the way, is to get a better night sleep. For me, it's given me great, great sleep. Also, it has helped with the creative boost, enjoying the moment, and it's also helped with some anxiety issues. If you need to know more about microdosing, definitely go to microdose.com. They'll explain this even further. You probably heard about it a little bit here and there. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. The reason it's so cool is that it gives you just a touch of the THC. Oh, by the way, if you want a little more, oh, they could take care of you in that way as well. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. All around, there are 10 out of 10 for me. I, I really, really love these guys. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use the promo code OP to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. And if you're still not entirely sure what this is all about, at the very least, go to microdose.com. And if you like what you see, use the promo code OP to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. And I'll throw that link in the description of this podcast episode. Microdose.com, promo code OP. Oh, the Golden Globes. Oh, and the Greek uh, rings. Okay, I, all right. So, oh, and, and how times have changed. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. So the Golden Globes, we were talking about yesterday. And we're getting to a point where guys are wearing dresses um, better than women. I mean, come on. You saw some of the dresses that the guys were wearing. You're like, damn, they're wearing it better than women. And I'm not into that side of uh, that type of thing. But I also I also have eyes, okay? And it's completely accepted to go to, like, the Golden Globes as a dude in a giant ball gown. We come from a time. Oh, my. Could you imagine 20 years ago, 25 years ago, if a guy showed up in a giant ball gown, but it's completely accepted and I'm fine with that. 
like I said yesterday, as long as you're not hurting yourself or others, I'm, I'm fine with what you want to do. But it's weird to see these dramatic changes. I don't care how old. Well, I guess you got to be a little older, maybe like uh, 40 and above. When we were growing up, we were we were pushing the limits, man. And I, re I remember after I uh, turned off the live stream yesterday, I remember like the things I did that was pushing things, man. And how my dad, who was about my age, about my age when I was in uh, when I was in college, he would look at me like, "Oh my god," because because like what I'm going through now. My dad was very accepting, but he also was like, I, I, need, I need time. I need time. And there were two things I did. The one was I came home with an earring in the right ear. I don't mean the right ear. I mean the right ear. There was a time when we were growing up that it was cool to have an earring, but you had to have it in the right ear. And what I mean by that is it had to be in the left. Because if it was in the right, you were giving uh, signals uh, to people out there. Let's just uh, put it that way. And I remember coming home, ready to show off that I'm growing up. I'm no longer living under your roof. And I had, uh, I had an earring in the left ear, which was the right ear. <laughs> and <laughs> my dad lost his mind over an earring. And it's unfortunately that he... He died in 2004 because I would love to take him to the shipwreck diner out there in Northport, Long Island to discuss guys wearing dresses. He would have been he would have been cool with it, but he would have had some things to say. And I remember how bummed he was. Left is right. Right is wrong. That's how it used to be back uh, back in the day. And then then I remember guys were like. That's just a dumb rule. I'll put the earring in whatever ear I want. Matter of fact, I'm going to start wearing two. And they had earrings in both ears. But uh, the first time I came home with the earring for, from, uh, from school, my dad was not about it. He was so bummed. Like, it was just a dumb earring. Imagine, imagine I came home in a dress because I guess that's what's happening a lot more these days. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then the other thing, um, I don't know what happened to my uh, I don't know what happened to my hair, but uh, I mean, I have hair under here. But I mean, somewhere along the way, my um, my uh, my hair got more blonde the older I got. But I used to have kind of mousier red hair. It was like strawberry blonde. The old ladies at the golf course were like, oh, my God, we love your hair. You know how much we spent to try to get hair like yours? But I always hated it. It was a little too red for my taste. So the other thing, I came, I came home one day with, uh, uh, oh, God, uh, just, a, just a few, to keep everyone honest, a, a few highlights, just to lighten it up a little bit. I was growing it long. It was like. My dad didn't like the fact that I had long hair either because uh, he came from a, a generation that just missed the Beatles. So, you know, all this stuff he didn't really – he didn't understand. He was willing to learn, though, which is good. You got to be willing to learn. Came home with some – just a few highlights. Look, the women loved it at college. But my older dad, not so much. Not so much. And he was trying to be cool. But you can see it is, in his eyes he was just bummed. Guys his age, they never dyed their hair. Are you kidding me? Of course not. 
And now fast forward and, and guys are showing up uh, to giant award shows in full gowns. Why no Bob Levy on ONA? Um, because he was on Stern question mark. Um, yeah, that's probably the only reason he was Bob Levy was really good friends with Jimmy and, and Bob Levy was on the show. I think in the later years, Bob Levy is very, very funny. Another guy that got effed by uh, by Stern. But, yeah, the only reason was uh, it, it was tough for anyone that was associated with Howard to do our show because Howard would throw a, a fit. And those guys knew it. Those guys knew they had to, you know, show their loyalty to Howard. And um, there, were, there were not many guys that did both, um, both Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony back in the day. There were a few, but not many. Especially if you were not that Bob Levy's a low level comedian, but a lower level comedian, I should say. And that's that. It, it was never it was never us saying if you do Howard, you can't do our show. It, it, it came out many, many years ago. And people admitted that Howard absolutely had a rule. If you did O&A, you know, you could you could kiss your appearances goodbye on my show. He would get so mad when we shared guests. But that's old news. All right, guys, I got to wake up the kids. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys. Okay. And I got subscriptions on my Instagram, OP Radio. I'm going to turn that chat room on uh, after I get the kids to school. And we'll probably start babbling about uh, – I think we'll start babbling about some football. Giants do suck. Jets suck. Giants suck. Um, Knicks suck. Oh, really fast. So who won the national championship? Was it Georgia? Like, I consider myself a sports fan. I didn't even watch the um, the national title game. And it's got to be said again, college football is massively huge across America. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I know. But in New York, we we don't care. And it's amazing to me that the NCAA hasn't figured out how to get a legit team in the New York area because there's so much money to be made in college football. And when it comes to – college football unless you went to some of these schools the average person just doesn't give a fuck because we don't have a team around here i don't even know uh what team would be the closest to new york that's uh that's competitive i couldn't even tell you the georgia game sucked see i didn't even watch all these years and i i, I can't believe is it syracuse yeah you might be right so the closest team for us is syracuse and they're not really in um they're not really in um in that discussion year after year, maybe every once in a while they'll, they'll have a little better team, but they never get way up here. Think Alabama and Auburn a little bit and the Georgia, the Georgia, some of the Florida teams, but in New York, man, we just don't have a, we just don't have a, a big college team to root for UConn. I don't know. All right, guys, um, have a great day. I'm just going to hit end broadcast because it's always weird to end these things.